For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Live from Estopan All In. It's the Bamos Morados Podcast. Powered by the state of Louisville. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Bamos Morados Podcast, where we talk about all things Louisville City and racing Louisville. My name is Benton Newman. You can find me at Twitter at PurpleSDF. And my name is Zach Allen Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Zach W. Allen. Zach and I, we got, we got three matches to talk about. One of them was fun. I only want to talk about one of them, but we're (laughs) going to talk about all of them. First off, you know what? We're just going to get the bad stuff out of the way first. That's just right into it. Yeah, uncharacteristically, Louisville City. Two straight losses. Let's talk about the first one. We've got a road trip down to Memphis, play at AutoZone Park. I mean, Memphis is a fringe, well, at the time, that the matches played they were a fringe playoff team they are now officially a playoff team one i guess i kind of my underestimated him going in. i don't know about you zach but uh not what not what i thought going in there nope so scoreline ended 2-1 we we scored first pretty early on and i thought that boded well but they they clawed two back one uh one at 45 minutes and one at 78 minutes and yeah. overall like the team they just, just got beat not look yeah we were yeah, not like uh it was not a case of oh we were the better team but we lost like we were not the better team uh, that, I, that is the first game in a long time where i where i could say like they 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 were just not the better team that game the, they that is the i think the looking back at my thing that is that's the only time the expected result in my little spreadsheet was a loss based on the expected goals Mm -hmm. yeah i mean usually we do we do very well we create chances but this was this is not the match so we talks about some i i guess this is both of the games this week but there were some notable absences in the midfield yeah yeah so we know that tyler gibson has been out injured hence his absence from both memphis and the indie match and Corbin Bone was absent for, um, for Memphis. No, he for came good in, reasons. He came in though, didn't he? He. I think he came in for that one. For Memphis. Um, let's see. You got me second guessing myself now. Nope, I made that I up. Don't, he did not. Yeah, he's he not on the. He's not in the. Yeah, he was not I'm the looking at it right now. Yeah. We do know he, that he was gone he, for both games as well. Yeah, we do know that he missed the indie match because. Yeah, baby. He had, a, he had a baby. I don't know if it's first one, but he had a baby. Congratulations! A very. Ozzy Bone, what an incredible yeah, awesome, name. An awesomely named baby. I mean, Amazing you name. would expect Corbin would give his kids good names. Like, wow, that's that's such a great name. Big fan. Anyway, so, yeah, out for good, happy reasons. Uh, yeah. We would have loved to have him out at the pitch, but uh, he, he needs that family time. As much time, time. as he a, needs. Yeah, you know, you got you to gotta bond with the kiddo. So, 
totally okay with that. But I mean, like you said, though, obvious uh, big um, omissions from the team and especially with Memphis. So the situation with the Memphis match that we played that Saturday, that's where we had that wild Kansas City match. And then we were playing that we played Memphis on a Wednesday. And then that following Saturday is when we played Indy. So very like a lot the schedule of, did not yeah. do us any favors this week. Yeah, a lot of uh, congestion there. So for that reason, we had a um, we had a lot of I don't I'm not gonna say experimentation with the roster, but uh, just so, a lot of turnover. Yeah, a lot of turnover. That's a good way of putting it. We have uh, we had Abdu play up top. West was getting back in the mix. Uh, Josh Widener started as well, along with the Keel Watts. Keel got to play in the midfield. Yeah, I think. yeah, yeah, he did. So, which I think is a better spot for him than the than at like um outside back where he has been playing yeah i think it's his more natural position he just tends to play on the back line more so for necessity and the fact that there's just such stiff competition for a midfield role like that moving forward i'd like to see him get some more time in the midfield and see a little more yeah i'd like to think he'd get there but you know and it's easy for me to you know armchair quarterback this but it almost feels like it with a lot of hindsight bias at least that there was there was too much mixing up of with the lineup i know some of uh, some of our more familiar faces came in later into the match let's see here i know brian Ombi did not play at all i don't think he's part of the 18 yeah we had uh, you know hope and o came in mclaughlin jorge gonzalez which i believe is some of his first minutes in a while and alexi Swahe. But, you know, yeah. Lexi came in in the 60th. Yeah, I, I mean, you're, missing, West. you're completely missing people like Ombi who are critical. Jogo was out with the Mexican U20 team. So, I mean, good for him. I mean, but, you know, explainable absence. It's just one of the cases, I guess, you, you work with what we have. And and I, I don't know. They maybe they maybe they came out a little bit hungrier. Memphis I mean, did. and they started off well. Early goal. Yeah, no, that was that was certainly a positive. And. And I kind of thought, like, you know, we always come out pretty hot, I feel like. Yeah, it, and I, I mean, thought, like, it definitely – I, I felt like – I think they scored 12 minutes in. And it was like, oh, they're just going to take care of business. This is going to be yeah. one of those games, and then it was not. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. Uh, I mean, credit where credit's due. Memphis, Memphis did well. Yeah. I mean, look at the numbers. Possession was pretty much equal, which usually that's something we, we tend to dominate in. Um, total shots taken, uh, we – we outshot them 14 to 12. I mean, that's and they weren't 14 difference. good ones though. Yeah. That's the next thing I was going to bring up is shots on target. Here's the, is the negative key for Louisville city Two on target shots. We had a problem with this early in the season. We were getting a lot of shots, but none of them good. And for whatever reason that had reappeared in this particular match, which sucked. Well, and I, even in, yeah, it, it's, 0.8 XG is there is tied for the lowest they've had all season for Terrible. any goal or for any yeah. game. Terrible. Yeah. It's tied down to like the decimal. Um, Oklahoma city earlier, like mid mid season, uh, there was a draw against OKC where they got 0.8. Really? But okay. in that game, they only gave up 0.5. So that yeah. was just a defensive. Yeah. It was a zero, zero draw yeah. against OKC that, this one, they only got 0.8 and they gave up 2.23, which and, is and, also the worst they've done all season. <laughs> yeah. And here's what's weird. According to, to Mob, 
we created 12 chances. I, I wish I knew a little bit more about the definition of what are created chances. But uh, you, you know, you, you think you'd get more out of creating, I'm using air quotes, 12 chan uh, chances there in the match, but that, uh, that wasn't to be. So, oh, another uh, painful statistic is that our past success rate, I believe, was at 69%. It was That's low. That's the most out of, yeah. uh, out oh, of character. Excuse me, it was uh, 60, 68%. That's, they, yeah, that's they, very uncharacteristic. They like never have a bad passing night. So that's, yeah. It's like upper 70s usually. Like mid 70 would be a kind of an eh game. Yeah, I, I feel like this was a like get it out of the system for the playoffs game. That's the, yeah, probably and, the worst egg they've laid all season. And thankfully, and, it was not a month later. <laughs> and not that not to jump ahead too much, but I did notice a trend right before we start recording. I was looking at when have we lost the season? So End of May, early June, we lost back-to-back. -back. We lost to Indy. Then we lost to Atlanta United. We had a random loss in the middle of July to Tulsa. And then at the end of August, we had a string of two losses against the Legion in Tulsa. And now we have Memphis and Indy. It seems like our losses, for the most part, happen in pairs. And we've gotten both of those pairs out of the way before the playoffs. That's how I like to think about it. <laughs> I know that's probably not the case at all, but that's what's, how I'm rationalizing it. It makes me feel better. <laughs> well and they have they have followed up the two losses with the win every time this season sure, so, um, so theoretically so. we will get revenge when we play memphis at home right before the big birmingham match but that's ahead before we get to the ahead stuff we got to talk about lipa 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 fc lipa fc lipa yeah i need, Li I, need, I, need I, I, I say lipa Lipa, Lipa, uh, Lipa FC. The Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association Football Contest, most storied of all sports ventures in the land, in the world, universe. And this one was for the season title. <sighs> yes, it was. Unfortunately. We, lost, we lost to them at home early on. That was frustrating. Yep. But last time we went up to Carroll Stadium, we won 2 0. Cam did the uh, fingers in the ears gesture. It was a great time. I'm like, let's just do that again. Copy, paste, control C, control V. But wasn't to be. It was a good match. I mean, objectively, like it was a good match. We, ha we have to admit as much. Yeah. Th this one was not as bad as the Memphis one, I feel like, performance-wise. I, I, I was going to yeah. mention on the Memphis one, the team – overall appears to have really really had trouble on small field away games i've i've, I've sort of noticed because memphis plays on a baseball field um i i believe it was i'm trying to remember what when it was i think it was might have been it was against new mexico united i remember at the uh post-game interview stuff uh coach danny cruz Mentioned something to that effect. He called out that we're playing a lot of smaller pitches, and that's something all, I tend to. All I'm saying is they need about. to go get the keys to Slugger back and do some practices <laughs> on some base uh, on baseball field to prepare for some of these away games. Yeah. So I mean, if that was a factor, it makes me feel a little better. The fact that it was just at a dumb stadium. And I, I say would feel dumb better stadium. if like, we I liked had our guaranteed home field <laughs> for the playoffs, but that is yeah. Uh, no longer within reach. 
Well, we get at least the one match. That was locked up already. So, but yeah, as far as the Louisville Indianapolis Proximity Association football contest, Indy is not technically knocked out of playoff contentions, but essentially they are. Like a lot of weird things have to happen. They are mathematically, excuse me, they are mathematically still alive in the playoffs. Yeah, technically, (laughs) big asterisks by that one. So essentially all they're playing for there is to ruin our lives to claim the crown for lip fc life fc and uh they they got it done and like like we said it was a it was a good match like both sides i thought played well it was good back and forth if you're into that kind of soccer like that's that's a great match for a neutral fan the goal however the differentiating factor in this that sucked yeah well, and I was I'm gonna not, say I'm, it, I'm not. I mean, the situation sucked. I'm not. I'm not trying to attack any players here, but it's just so unfortunate for it to be such a good match, for it to be decided on something like that. I don't like it. Yeah, it was one of those matches where you could you felt like the whole game, like this is gonna come down to one goal, because mm-hmm. neither teams were giving up a whole lot, and it just felt like who's gonna be the side that gets the goal and. Yep. So I want to be real honest with you, Benton. Um, Spill it. I was trying to watch two soccer matches at the same time because they were (laughs) both playing. So I, I was sitting in, in Lynn watching the the Orlando game with this pulled up on my phone. And by the time we got to the 85th minute, the Orlando game was getting really, really fun. And I, so I missed the goal. So you're going to have to tell me what happens. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to spell it out to you. It's, it's, pretty straightforward unfortunately uh they indy had possession they got it in our half they crossed it over into the box now they had an attacker there but thankfully we had jonathan gomez there he went to he went to like kind of clear it stop it from from reaching its destination and he kind of did like a like a jumping kick sort of thing i i I haven't i didn't rewatch it before before we talked here but he just he just he just missed it uh, and so, and that just that just gave a very close proximity shot for the for the indie attacker to score the goal. And I feel I feel so bad for Joko there, like brutal after the year he's just, had too. I mean, he's been he's been so good, so consistent. Like mistakes happen, and for like you know for this to be the mistake that happens for him at that particular time, and like just all the circumstances circumstances around that that just sucks, and. I have a problem if, if anybody is insinuating any sort of way, shape, or form that his head is not in the game. That kid, he cared. He was upset. He was not happy about yeah. that happening. And I feel bad for him. Mistakes happen. It just sucks out playoff. But to say that his head was in the game because he's off to Spain after this, that's, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> I, I try to keep this a podcast uh, PG-ish, <laughs> but I'm going to say that's fucking I mean, bullshit. he's – I think he's made it very clear – on and off the field that like he's all in on being here until he leaves here oh i completely agree and just like i mean we play soccer even when you're like if you're no matter the circumstances when I you're can, out there you want to play and you want to do well why would well, he actively yeah. not want to do it? especially when how he tried to get the ball he like threw his body into it he didn't stand I, there and watch it fly by him so because we play our old man league games at at the same, <laughs> the same complex that the team practices at, at, I can, I can personally attest that like, 
he I have seen him there late at night way after practice is done with like just him and his dad practicing like one tiny mistake he made in a game like over and over again for an hour while we're warming up and playing our game oh yeah we're like he he is committed (laughs) yeah he's out there with uh with us clowns never thought i'd share a pitch with him not in a game context (laughs) but (laughs) well he's on the he's on the other side of the fence where the good players get to play now i i appreciate how passionate our fans get but like as soon as one like as soon as something bad happens, it's like the sky is falling. And that's the, I guess, the double-edged sword of us winning so much is that we, we get a little spoiled. And I get it. It I, sucks losing the so, Indy. It sucks I mean, losing two times. Zoom out. Like, as not a good time to be losing two games in a row. But, oh, I yeah. mean, as far as where we're sitting right now, like, two games left in the season. We, we have a guaranteed first-round playoff game at home but um i mean birmingham is even in games with us and they're two points ahead and we play them last game of the season so it is still 100 percent in louisville's hands whether or not they win the division yeah the the oklahoma city energy who played birmingham that sunday after our indie loss helped us out big time by, it is by a solid a, yeah by securing a draw so we still have fate in our hands so you are i didn't watch did they wear the good pink kits i didn't watch it either i just okay. looked for the result i had other obligations at the time otherwise i would have watched in my head in my head they're wearing the good pink kits because they did I a solid so. i hope so now you said like bigger pictures zooming out let me uh let me read you a quote it's from coach danny cruz after the indie loss These last two results don't take away the other 28 games that we've played and how we've performed. So I have full confidence in this group of men. I have full confidence in what we're trying to do. And I'm confident that come Saturday, we're going to turn this thing around, put ourselves in good position leading in the playoffs. I fully believe that. He's so right. Like it's like we have done so much good this season. We've had some hiccups along the way. And as we point out before, they've come in twos. And hopefully this is of the second one. Yeah, the timing is surely unfortunate, but because of other circumstances, other situations around us, we still control our fate. We get it done against Memphis. Let's assume that Birmingham gets it done against whoever they play next. I think they play Kansas City, so they're probably going to. Yeah. Now yeah. we need to go to Birmingham and we need to get a result that I don't. I, what, what last time we went there, I think we lost. Yeah, that was one of our two losses. So two one, August twenty eighth. We can beat them at home. Well, we just gotta we just gotta show up. It's gonna be tough. It's it's certainly not gonna I, be easy. I would not want to be a Memphis player <laughs> come this Saturday. Oh like, yeah, they're almost coming into that game fired up because <laughs> it's it's the last home game of the season already. So, that, but I I think they are they are gonna have a score to settle after after the last performance against Memphis. Yeah, that and they they I mean. Send a message to Birmingham. <laughs> Let them know that Louisville City is still, still king. They're still a big player. We've not fallen off. <sighs> it is. I mean, the situation is frustrating. But again, I, I, it, I think it means a lot that we still control our own destiny. Yep. We don't have to pay for some weird sequence of results. We can do it. Yeah, we don't have to worry about anyone else other than our two games. Mm-hmm. 
So we got to take it one step at a time. Thankfully, there is plenty of rest between these matches. It's not going to be any sort of uh, fixture congestion. And we can roll out our strongest uh, starting teams for these uh, for these final two matches. I'm hoping somebody like a like a Tyler Gibson is is prepared and ready for action. Yeah, I like this. Missing like this very dedicated. two of our three preferred midfielders or center center mids has has not <laughs> not been yeah. great. Yeah, I I have no desire to to rush Corbin back in. I think yeah, Corbin come back whenever he's ready. But if I yeah, mean hopefully... if he's ready for those two games, great. But I'm going to assume he's going to not be available. In which case, I hope that Tyler Gibson is uh does become an option. Yeah, I think he's he doesn't shine. I think on the stat sheet as much as Corbin. I, he's but very I think he brings a lot. For, he brings a yeah. lot that you don't you don't see in the numbers. Yeah, I think he's he's I think he's slightly underrated. I think he's very important for controlling the game. Yeah. Um, offensively and defensively. Yep. Uh, yep. I got a segment. I got a segment, Ben. All right. Let's 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 hear it. Ref watch. Ref watch. We got okay. a ref watch this week. Uh, <laughs> did you catch the Pittsburgh-Miami game? <laughs> I, I caught a <laughs> sequence of it. Uh, yeah. They, I, saw, I also saw the only sequence anyone's talking about. <laughs> Uh, for those who did not catch, uh, so Pittsburgh, Miami zero, zero, um, pretty two important play, game. Two playoff, like two, yeah, two playoff teams, by the way, two playoff teams, uh, a, a playoff home game on the line, essentially, um, for, for Pittsburgh, uh, and, uh, there's a foul near midfield. Uh, it's Miami's ball. And ref sets down the ball, blows the whistle, game's ready. Uh, Miami player passes just a little, like, nothing pass, like, to, to someone. It's a couple feet. It wasn't a yeah, tap. a couple feet away. Like, I mean, it's, it's a couple. It was, like, 10 yards away. But yeah. sort of, I'm like, just, a yeah, sideways just, pass. Not, I'm trying not to paint the picture pass. that wasn't, like, an incidental touch or anything. It was, yeah, a, yeah. It was an actual pass. Yeah, he, he passed it to someone several yards away from him who uh, turned and passed it sort of to no one, kind of like towards another defender and also the goalkeeper. Um, and uh, goalkeeper missed the ball and it went into the net, um, which I-, I think normally would be a goal <laughs> for Pittsburgh because the ball went into Miami's net. <laughs> that is the rules of the game. But 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 on that night it was not. They they got they gave them a goal kick or no a corner kick. Sorry, they gave Pittsburgh a corner kick instead of a goal. So what I've read about that after the fact is that apparently if a a free kick like that is, goes into the goal directly from the free Direct. kick, yeah. then it is a corner kick. But that was not what happened in this sequence. Yet they called it that way. Um, and I guess. Apparently they thought that it was directly off the kick, which is crazy to me that there are there's two sideline judges, a field ref, and a fourth official, and no one saw that a pass happened before <laughs> the ball was kicked back. And I, I would think like every player on the field also saw that. Um uh, and so <laughs> it's uh the game ended a zero-zero draw. So basically two point two point swing for Pittsburgh um, that would have put them in second place. I, I guess this affects Louisville because it, 
it sort of is going to change who they play in in their round uh, potentially um if, if i were that coach i would have been beside myself i would have <sighs> definitely have gotten carded <laughs> and then oh the icing on the cake is a uh, pro referee tweeted something out what was it yesterday today they Sometime did they did tweet out a whoopsie no yeah, bad that, guys that's pretty much all it was is like <laughs> yep got that one wrong we'll try better next time they did pull those re- that that team of refs from their next yeah assignment. that crew got pulled from their next games i don't know what that I mean, really means in the end of the day but in their not def- in, in their defense once the game was over i like you can't just change the score to a game afterwards well, they can um, do that with cards though but that's what i'm wondering like and I, i'm not maybe maybe so the right answer is to not a, have a anything card, like that and keep it as is but i almost feel like there's an argument for it like a card will change what happens in future games I, but like they got a corner kick out of there that they would not have otherwise had it's just yeah. The, the whole co- game has changed after that. It, it, but an erroneous red card in a match transforms that match. I would say the only thing that you could do in that case is award them the goal and then replay the game from that minute on. I um, think ultimately that's that's something that isn't going to be solved at the second division level in the U.S. That's probably <laughs> like a, a FIFA thing. Yeah, I, However, I mean, I... If I would I'm, say to me if the, I'm on the, the only wrong fair way that... to deal with that because I think this has come up in the NBA a couple times. Like um, there have been situations in the NBA where someone got too many fouls and should have been ejected from a game and wasn't. Like they got they got an extra foul essentially. And I do know that the way the NBA has dealt with that before is that they they have like replayed the game from that minute onward which that that seems to me the only way you can actually deal with something like that it, something super egregious interesting so i don't know i'm glad it was it's directly we'll, we'll see like, how it, us, like one of our matches we'll see how it i mean it, it's going to affect because that's the other eastern conference division so it that that will have some effect on on the schedule and the playoffs we'll see how it breaks out yeah we'll see how that cookie crumbles we've Zach, we've, we've talked a lot about a disheartening news. I want to lighten things up. I want to talk about something talk positive. about the good game last week. Let's talk about the good game. The revenge game that I, I did not realize till afterward was a revenge game. Oh, yeah. Why don't you uh, spill the tea for our listeners? Yeah. So uh, because, because I had tried to clear it from my memory because it's, it's a sad thing that I, don't, I want to pretend didn't happen, I, I had forgotten that Orlando was the team that um, uh, Nadia got her ACL tear against. Um, so the team was pretty hyped, pretty pretty hyped coming into this one, like wanting wanting to make a statement. Um, yeah, they all were. Hey, there's a picture of like a lot of the players like wearing Nadia's jersey and stuff yeah. right before. Yeah. Um, uh, Nadia was being real open on Twitter afterwards about the whole thing. Yeah, it got, uh, it got it got it got a little spicy there. She, apparently. uh, it, it it's pretty clear she took that foul very personally. <laughs> um, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, no apology was issued to Nadia, and she she did not like that, and almost thinks that maybe there was some intent there. 
especially since I think this particular player has injured it's, more than just Nadia. So it's not it's like an isolated incident. Um, so, and so the game starts, uh, and they had, uh, they didn't do it at the six minute this time. They did it at, right as the game started. All the, all the players from the bench came in and, and they did the, the circle at midfield. Um, good. And then in a move I thought was maybe not, not in keeping with the spirit of togetherness from the, the arm, arm, arm lock circle. Um, Orlando marched right down the field right after that scored. I mean, almost immediately, third minute. Yeah, aren't we supposed to get like a six-minute grace period? I feel like, yeah, man, we're holding hands. We're trying to show that we're together. You can't just come down and score like that. Yeah, so um, racing, racing Lowell has the opposite tendency of Lowell City. While Lowell City comes out and is the aggressor early on and scores quick, Yeah, I feel um, like we uh, like to concede pretty, pretty And quickly. it was like, I mean, it, props to – as someone commented that um so we've been talking about how this game was like one of their first real like wake up moments realizing like man we have a we have a team with the best players in the world in in a league playing here every week um because while Orlando is not super deep up top they have a lot of big name players and I think that goal, um, when you watch the replay, shows, I mean, like how how much a player like Alex Morgan can affect a game because yeah, that that goal that was pretty pass much all she hurt. played in was absolutely perfectly weighted. Like yeah, she great. played that ball through, and it just it's like she had it on remote control and just stopped it at um, Taylor's feet, at Jody Taylor's feet. Like she played that through ball, and it rolled almost to a stop right in front of Jody Taylor for an easy goal. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was phenomenal, but in some ways, and again, hindsight bias here, I think that early goal was kind of a blessing because it kind of added to the whole story of this match as being perseverance. The team, the team fought back yeah. for that victory. And I think that makes it all the more special. There are a number of reasons why that match is special, you know, you could talk about the, uh, the, the attendance there. I think it was racing's high 8,488. Pretty much 8,500. Yeah. A lot of people. Um, and not, you know, not to mention it was a win. They very much needed a win, especially at home and the icing on the cake. It knocked Orlando out of the playoff contention. Yep. They, act, they got their revenge in the revenge game. <laughs> yes, they did. It was, um, um, but yeah, so I, early goal from Orlando, and I, me personally, like I was like, oh, here we go again, because it's it's not been the best run of form recently. So after that, I was <laughs> not feeling great in attendance. But then the, I mean, the rest of the half, uh, you know, no other goals. I, I thought racing looked really nope. good with we, the ball at their feet like better than i have seen them look um most of the season I, we didn't mention uh, it was a very unique lineup for racing because um uh mccaskill was out on yellow card accumulation so 
I totally um, forgot about it that. was a yep. very new it was a completely new midfield lineup uh, i think it was um uh taylor Otto and lauren malay in the midfield um and also katie mcclure and yuki were both kind of mm-hmm. rotating in and out of that attacking midfielder position speaking um, of speaking of yuki i thought she uh she had a hell of a game that uh she was i mean she was she was helped create that very first goal. She, she had the pass. She had the captain's armband, um, and and played like it. Like she she definitely was orchestrating everything out there. And I thought I wanted to shout out Katie McClure as well. I thought had the best game I've seen her play, mm-hmm. um, all year. Um, but yeah, that's I I mean it looks like a completely different racing than we've seen pretty much all year. I mean they. They were playing it out of the back a little bit, uh, like keeping the ball with their feet and and passing and just like chipping their way up the field, which is like a style that they've not played a whole lot and and succeeded pretty well at it, I thought. Um, uh, and then um, in a nice reverse of what we've seen from, <laughs> from Louisville City past few weeks, uh, Racing was the team to score the goal in stoppage time at the half to, yes. to change the uh, change the flow of the game. It makes that team talk a little tougher for the opposition coach. He had it all lined up in his head, and then we go ahead and score and tie it up. Changes yeah. things, but yeah, Yuki did great. I thought to to intercept that pass to kind of create that that and initial opportunity. Just such quick reflexes. If you've not seen it. Um, like their their center back tried to play a pass out to their to their wing, and Yuki stepped in, and in one touch, and she's not very far away from the player, but intercepts the pass and knocks it forward to Salmon all all at once. Didn't even mm-hmm. take like a second touch, um, and just like a super quick reflex, like smart move to jump the pass. She could tell it was coming, um, and still had the reflexes to instead of just like firing that <laughs> into mm-hmm. the sky, kept, played it right to Ebony's feet. Served her up, gave her that service she needed. Um, and still a really good finish from, from Ebony as well. It, that, yeah. was not, that was not an easy shot that she had. I mean, she, mm-hmm. um, she, she took a, she had to place that really well to score that goal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and also a good confidence boost for her. Cause I, you could tell, I think, last couple games that I think the speed of the league um, and just not, yeah, it was maybe starting to get to her. And, and, and definitely after this game, she's going to have a lot of confidence. And I think she'll be playing a lot quicker. Yeah, she just like the team needed a win like that. She needed a, a goal like that. Yeah. Um, just what the doctor ordered. Yep. And then um, I mentioned Katie McClure was having a great game. She got the second goal. I can't remember. Uh, it, I remember it was a very great pass. She was sort of. It, it was a very was on the back steep post. angle. Yeah. Yeah. Steep, steep angle pass to her on the back post. And then a very smart play by her. Um, instead of just firing it right at the keeper at a shallow angle on the back post, she basically just passed it to the back post mm-hmm. or, um, on the other side. Um, yeah, a, a good heads up play. I think a lot of players 
I, you, you have a tendency when you get that close to the goal to just try to hit it hard and hope for the best and, and a very, very high IQ play to, to just pass that past the keeper. Yeah, it was a, you know, that was a great sharing and a great sequence for her. And that's, I mean, that's what some of these players who don't get as much time need to do. They need to make those smart plays and they need to make it tough on the coach and it, when and picking the starting 11. it wasn't just the goal for her, I think. I mean, she was involved in the buildup play. She had a lot of great passes. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I so, was very impressed with McClure overall. Yeah. So night. players like her making the most of these opportunities, you just love to see it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, well, and then we talked about the captain. Uh, she got a goal for herself as well. Um, the reverse reverse of the first goal, um, Ebony got the assist and Yuki had the finish on the, the last goal of the night. Yeah, it was, it was the, the 77th minute. So like it was a nice nice dagger where it made the like the last like what like 10, 15 minutes of the match extra painful for, yeah. for Orlando. Because at that point they kind of realized like let's take a little bit of a miracle. The wind was completely out of the sails. Like, like yep. there was, it, it did not, <laughs> they, they offered no indication that they were going <laughs> to bring that back. Yep. And I mean, it was just a great showing. It's, I mean, statistically, we saw some things we don't normally see from, from racing. One of which being is that we outshot the opposition 13 to 10 on target shots, six to three. We created a lot more chances, 16 to nine. I mean, would have liked to see a higher pass success rate. It was only 73%, but uh, I think they, ho- they hover in the, the high 60s, uh, low 70s. So it's still some room for improvement there. Still but improvement. I, mean, I, I think stylistically was my biggest hit. Yep. They, I, like, I think moving forward, obviously, there's still a lot of areas you can improve, but I was happy to see that they played this style and succeeded. Yeah, and... And I think you kind of saw that is in that passing network chart. So for those who, who don't live on they Twitter. actually like, had a network this week. Yeah. So for those who don't live <laughs> on Twitter like we do, there is a, there's a, there's a Twitter account and she tweets out different statistical stuff from the yeah. NWSL matches. And one of them is this cool visual. It shows kind of the average position of where the players are. And then it has different lines connecting the players showing this passing network. And essentially the thicker it is, the more passes there are there. And usually racing is pretty sparse to non-existent, like one or two lines. They're all very thin. This one was a lot more robust and looked a lot more like the other passing network charts that we've seen. So you can see there's a lot of good interplay and movement within the team. It's just yeah. a lot of, uh, we finally had something go real, really right for racing. And if you want to, if you want to check those charts out, it's Ariel Drar, D-R-O-R, is, I uh, remember her name. Yeah. It's who puts out those charts and, um, Fleur de FC did a really fun collaboration with her. Yes. Check last that out. week. Um, uh, so that's a good one to check out too. Yes. A friend of the pod. He does a lot of good writing for racing. And if you're not already checking his stuff out, what are you doing? He needs he needs your views. He needs he needs to get that SEO up. <laughs> Give the man it. some views. Feed him the viewership. <laughs> All right. Oh, the one other thing I did want to um bring up, and we're not going to go down the the full rabbit hole here, but the uh, the XG numbers for the match. I don't have the exact numbers pulled up, but I do know they were relatively equal for for racing in Orlando. And I'm not yeah. going to get. So I, I guess. It's like, like I said, I think equal XG is still a big improvement for them. 
that, um, that's, that's what I was going to point out. And, I think just looking solely at our number, it was um, better than what we've gotten in the past. We were creating opportunities, creating they, legitimate opportunities. They do have Alex Morgan. They they still they got they had some other good opportunities other than their goal that they got that could have been um, goals. Oh. I, I think they had um, uh, T- Julie Taylor who scored had a look almost exactly the same as Katie McClure's look from the score goal she scored and she didn't put it right into the back corner yeah. but like that was essentially the same chance that Louisville scored on mm-hmm. um but still I think holding them even is, is a big improvement for them and, oh. and I think when you factor in the the way that they played um I think there's a lot of positives to yeah play. I mean I, th- I think Orlando might feel a little hard done by the scoreline being what it was I yeah. think they played a little more competitively but, than what three to one shows I'm not advocating that should have got more or less goals but they certainly didn't play it to a win so you know yeah oh i I, yeah i completely agree with that and so Uh, i mean and i think um especially just watching the game the order the sequence of events is because essentially what orlando what orlando had one extremely high xg chance in the third minute that they scored on and then didn't have much after that whereas um after they scored that goal, Louisville had just a steady stream of like good, but not like as good as that original one shots. And it just like kept coming the whole game. So after the third minute, it was, it was Louisville's game. So I think sort of watching it, if it feels like Louisville dominated, I think it's because after that third minute, Louisville did really. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, all in all, it was a good match. I mean, racing still obviously has their opportunities, but they got a lot right that they haven't gotten previously. So that left a lot of fans. And I know me personally, I mean, I (laughs) this game really shook up my, like, who are the players we protect for the expansion draft list in my head? Because I think a, a lot of players we've not seen a lot of showed a lot of promise. Mm-hmm. last night so yeah i mean i think that's uh, why definitely they... that definitely is going to make that decision even harder than it already was i think that's part of the motivation for such a young roster you're going to get that that growth and the development so it'll um it, uh, uh, that would oh, be certainly an interesting one thing i wanted to note so is that they broke their attendance record is 8500 um and it was like a legit 8500 because that the stadium was fairly full on the mm-hmm. night I mean, that there were more people in the stands in that game than I have seen on a couple games where Louisville city had like 10,000 officially attendance. So mm-hmm. it, it, it was a super well attended game. Yeah. I mean, I was unable to attend in person, but all my, my extra tickets, they found homes. So they didn't yeah. go to waste uh, a lot of butts in seats that night. And yeah. speaking of attendance, uh, I, did we, cover I, I can't remember the order that news events happened in because of my baby lack of sleep adult brain um did we discuss the final last week are there people at home are there I people at home aware that the nwsl championship i don't have i don't have, a, I, don't have a, I don't have a, a a baby sleep deprivation to to attribute my memory loss on but i think it's worth rehashing yeah <laughs> So if you did not already know, maybe we told you last week. Um, 
So the I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure our good listeners have have heard this news because it's big news. It's been yeah. talked about in number number of ways, but it's it's exciting that we get to host the finals. We know racing's not going to be in it, but that just yeah. means you get to attend as a neutral, and that's fun because you don't have to stress out. <laughs> Uh, you can, you just enjoy um, all the positives of the match, but I did want to mention, so tickets have gone on sale for the final, definitely try to get like, um, try to get tickets. If you have the chance, it's November 20th, I believe, yeah. um, yeah. at noon, uh, local time. Uh, but like, it, it is a chance to see like a, a top tier league final in, in our hometown. I saw they've already sold 4,000. I was going to bring um, that up. Yep. They've already, yeah. and that's, and that's, we don't even know. Yeah. Don't even know. Be any yet. I, if you live in Louisville, now is the time to get them. Cause I would expect you'll see a big bump in sales. Once we know who the team, two teams are that'll play oh, in for it. Sure. So Absolutely. your best chance to get tickets are now, if you want, if you want to go. So, Absolutely. and it's very and reasonably the prices priced are too. extremely fair. Yeah, very, very reasonable. It is close to, if not a little under, regular season ticket prices, basically for depending on the section you're in. And I'm getting, I'm getting a big party atmosphere vibe from it already. There's a lot, of, like, there's a lot of people from out of town who have bought tickets who don't even know it's gonna be in the finals. They're going just to be part of the action, yeah. part of the atmosphere. It's just gonna be a big meeting of a lot of supporter groups fans. have already yeah. started reaching out and are are looking to like come to Louisville and have fun. Uh, I, I already had, I saw people asking for restaurant suggestions. I got to give some, some away fans, some good vegetarian restaurant. Yeah, so I think it's going to be good vibes in the stadium. Yeah. I uh, think it's going to be a, a fun day and you get to hop on that, that opportunity. So yeah, definitely. If you are not doing anything else on the 20th, um, get your tickets now before, <laughs> before we know who the teams are going to be and they all get snatched up. Yep. All right. I mean, I think I've covered all the news that was on my radar. Is there anything I'm forgetting? Anything else that you were wanting to, to bring up? Um, well, I guess. So looking forward, we got two games left for both teams. Um, We've touched well, racing. On... Both games are against Gotham. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. Because of the, uh, the one yeah, was because the of the, the canceled game, um, we have, I guess, one home game and one road game against Gotham left. And the, the home game is the makeup game. Yeah, the, it's Thursday the 28th and then Sunday the 31st. So they're like very close proximity to it, which I think is hilarious. Um, and I, I mean, uh, I think technically Gotham has not locked up a playoff spot yet. It is still possible. Like if I think, I think they have to lose both of those games to be eliminated, but they still, they still have not for sure locked up playoff spot. So Gotham is going to have a lot to play for. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those should be two games, uh, two good games. And also I, we've already recommended one game to go to, but definitely try to make it to the, the Gotham home game because they've already announced that um, that will be Carly Lloyd's last professional soccer game. Yeah, we'll get we'll get to see her. She, she is will, coming to Louisville. She will hang it up here in Louisville. So that's um, definitely a game to try to make it out to if you have the chance. Yep. 
And on the little city side, we already touched on that. We play Memphis on October 23rd. Big revenge match. We need all three points. No questions asked. Draw won't cut it. And then following that will be the huge one against at Birmingham. Big, big match. Pretty much if, if, we bo- if both teams win their next match, it's basically going to decide who wins the division, who gets that first seed. I want it. Who gets them extra home games. Yeah. Yeah. It helps. So we will see. I had a question for you that you might not know the answer to. So in the playoffs this year, how is home field determined? Is it by seed or by record? Pretty sure it's uh, by table standing. Okay. I've not heard uh, anything to the contrary. That's pretty much what it's always. Well, because you're going to have four from each division. So I didn't yeah. know. Um, it should, I, I mean, guess it, it, it probably won't come standing. into play, but I wasn't sure if it's like based on your seed in the division in the yeah. cross division games you get the or, or after the first round if it's just record no it should be uh, it should be our, our our actual standings and okay. should you know should we make it this far i'm anticipating that we will be at home for the first two playoff matches and should we make it to the eastern conference finals in think, all likelihood we will be a way well we'll see though as of right now tampa is the only team that's ahead of them well, and, and, I'm expecting for us to get first, which would put us on the opposite side, which means we would face them in the Eastern Conference Finals if we both make yeah. it. But I guess what I mean is anyone else from that other division, Louisville would have home field against. Tam- yeah. Tampa's the only one with a better record not, uh, out of the Atlantic division. So, so well, you know, as these next two matches play out, we'll have a much more clear picture of what's going to be happening, but it will come down to the wire. Lot on the line. It's going to come down to the last game. <sighs> stressful all right you got anything else for the uh, for the good people that's it all right well ladies and gentlemen thank you again for tuning in for listening to us talk about soccer thank you to the state of louisville for hosting this podcast if you've not checked out their content about anything sports related in the city of louisville please make sure you do so again i've been benton newman you can find me on twitter at purple sdf Zach Allen Kelly. You can find me on Twitter at Zach W. Allen. And we will catch you guys next week where hopefully we talk about some more positive results, positive vibes. Keep those fingers crossed, people. We want three more of that Orlando game next week. Need more points. Yes, no more of that. Take care. Vamos Marauders. Later, y'all. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.